Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Hoop Life with Sean Sean Podcast. I'm your host, Sean C. Taylor. And I'm your host, Sean B. Taylor, coming to you with episode eight from season two, Trouble in Paradise. <laughs> you should see Sean's face right now because we're going to get into some things with his Lakers that I know he's not too fond of right now. But hey, it's a part of the NBA story, so we got to talk right. about it, right? right. We're also going to talk about the resurgent. Yes, I'm saying it, the resurgent Wizards who are balling out of control Maybe I'm gassing a little bit, but I got to take it how I can. I mean, for the, for the Wizards, they're doing all right. Wow. Yeah. See how he did, just did they Just qualified it. For the Wizards, they're doing all right. Right? Just try to step on this a little bit. Okay. Well, well I'm, just, I'm just saying. Like, I'm, I'm trying to give them credit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Maybe I'm being a little greedy. So, let's get right into it. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis just reported that Anthony Davis has a strained calf slash strained Achilles. Mm-hmm. And is going to be out for four weeks, mm. right? Yeah. And so I, I mean, again, I wish you guys could see the pain on my son's face right now. But obviously, we recently saw with uh, Kevin Durant just a year or two ago how he went from having a strained calf, yeah, quote unquote, to, quote unquote, right to tearing his Achilles. Yeah. Right. And so that's obviously an injury you want to be very, very, very conservative with. Which is why the Lakers are sending him out for four, uh, four weeks. Mm-hmm. Because he had injured it a little while ago, then he came back, and then he tweaked it again. Mm-hmm. And then they said, you know, we're just going to shut you down for a little bit. Yeah. But in that time that he's been out the last few games, the Lakers have lost two in a row. Nationally televised games, one of them to Brooklyn, mm-hmm. the other one to Miami last night in the rematch of last year's finals. Yeah. And in neither one of those games did they look particularly great, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. How concerned are you with this injury for Anthony Davis? And do you think that this is going to put too much of a burden on LeBron in his 18th season? You know, I think that to answer the first question, I, I'm i not really, I'm not super concerned as a lot of people would be because I feel like we're dealing with this in the right way and making sure we, you know, get to it, get to it early and make sure that he has enough time to recover. And I think once AD comes back, he'll look actually better than he was before, um, like before in like the first quarter of the season. Yeah, because he looked a little hampered. He looked a little dinged up mm-hmm. when he was playing, right? Yeah. And then to answer the second question, I think that, you know, LeBron's in his 18th season, like you say, he's 36 years old, and we lost to two teams that I feel like we're just better than. I feel like... Brooklyn, you know, they played a good game. I feel like that either way that game could go one one way or the other. And I feel like we just lost by a little too much. I think we are down by like 20 at one point. I think that, like, you could see throughout the game, whenever LeBron comes out, it's like the lead goes up. And when he comes back and, it, you know, he cuts it down a lot. And then I think he got tired. And then last night against Miami, you know, just we got beat. Straight up, we got beat. Right. And, and the, the Heat are looking a lot better with Jimmy Butler coming back. Yeah. Um, but like you said, they did just beat y'all. Yeah. <laughs> just straight like that. Yeah. We also don't have a shooter, too. So yeah. I think that kind of hurts as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. He's another playmaker, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been pretty locked in on defense this year, too. Yeah. More so than in previous years, in my opinion. Um, not that he was a terrible defensive player before, but he just seems a little bit more engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're saying that you're not, not that concerned because... AD is going to come back at full strength, if I'm hearing you correctly. 
Yeah, I think it's going to come back at full strength. Okay, but did you really answer the second question as far as LeBron? Like, mm-hmm. and you, you alluded to it. You said he looked a little tired last night. Yeah, And I agree tired. with that. I agree, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, I mean, did you answer that second? I don't know if you answered that second question. Well, I think that <laughs> it's just really going to be kind of tough for LeBron. Um, like, that, like in that first season with L.A., it's going to be kind of tough to really, like, win games because A.D., he just covers up so much for us on the defensive and on off and offense as well. So I think that this will be a challenge, but hopefully the Lakers have, like, a tough – not not a tough, like, an easy schedule <laughs> so that maybe LeBron can get kind of a more, – more of a rest. <laughs> and we'll have to look that up. Yeah, we be, don't have that in our notes yeah, right now. Yeah, but tomorrow they do play the Wizards. So yeah. I, th- I think the resurgent wizards. Yeah, so I think I think that's gonna be a good matchup. <laughs> of course, for, for us, for- personally, because my dad is a wizard fan. That's obviously. right. So right. So I think that LeBron, this could be a, a game where he hopefully can chill a little bit more. But you know, we'll, so we'll have to see. So let's say the Lakers, because I didn't even know they played the Wizards tomorrow night. That's how lost in the sauce I am. Let's say the Wizards, which is totally probable. Possible, whatever you want to say, beat the Lakers tomorrow, right? Does that increase your panic level? Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Because the, the Wizards are just not a team we should be losing to. Oh, man. Because Shots fired, man. Just, I feel like the Wizards, they got that streak going for them. But I feel like it's just, we, we have to win that game. That is a must-win game. We lost two in a row. Yeah. The Lakers go us to not ever lose two in a row. Right. And we did, so I think we need to redeem ourselves. Well, you know, and I'm not going to get too much into the Wizards right now because that's our next segment, Mm -hmm. but I will say that if I'm Bradley Beal as a first-time all-star starter, right, Mm -hmm. and Russell Westbrook, who I'm sure has heard chatter about him losing the step and all that, but he's just starting to look healthy right now, Mm -hmm. I'm going for blood. I'm like, yeah, the Lakers are on the ropes. I want to definitely get that win. And obviously elevate their their uh, chance to get into the playoffs. Because right now, the playoffs starts today. The Wizards will not be in. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get into that uh, in, in our next segment. Mm-hmm. So, okay, your panic level is not too high with AD. With LeBron, I, I still don't know if you really answered the question, but you said you're hoping that he can get some rest. Yeah, I just, <laughs> just, just some rest, like, just almost look like, like he's... I'm not sure if I'm using the word right, like rejuvenated, like just oh, okay. back to full strength yeah. and, you know, hopefully he can push through. Yeah. And then maybe maybe even when AD comes back, he maybe takes some low management. It's a it's a lot harder to rejuvenate at 36. It is. Trust me, at 38, I'm, I, I can attest to that. <laughs> That's one of the things that really, really is a, I marvel at LeBron about because I'm like, as you hit your 30s, you just don't like recover as quickly mm-hmm. and the fact that he continued I say this I feel like almost every podcast the fact that he continues to play at such a high level NBA, MVP caliber uh, level mm-hmm. at this age is just remarkable to me so it's a testament of how he takes care of his body mm-hmm. alright so you, we got that out the way the Lakers are currently third in the West mm-hmm. right they're behind Utah who is obviously the hottest team in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean arguably the you know the Wizards are up there too. I'm going to keep doing that out there, right? But no, Utah's won like 10 in a row. They're cooking right now. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell's playing great. Wait, actually no. They're they're oh no. 
one game losing streak. Oh, that's they just lost. Yeah. Who they just lose to? I'm not sure. They had won like ten in a row. So okay, yeah. Thank yeah. you for saying that. I forgot the mm-hmm. Wizards are the hottest team in the league. We'll take that mantle. Um, and then uh, the Lakers are actually tied in the record book with the Clippers, mm-hmm. but the Lakers are zero and two in their division. So that puts the Lakers at third. Mm-hmm. They're two games ahead of Phoenix. The Lakers are. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, one game ahead of Phoenix and two games ahead of Portland and San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Right, so for the fourth, fifth, and sixth spot, any chance that the Lakers with AD being out, any chance that they fall to that sixth spot? I think that it it re- that's that's a tough question to answer. I think it really depends on our schedule mm-hmm. because just this is such a weird weird season. So it's like any team could look good one night, but the other night they can right. just look terrible. That's a good point. Very up and down. Yeah, so I, I think it really just depends on our schedule. It depends mm-hmm. how LeBron comes back or when Schroeder comes back mm-hmm. even because I right. feel like our team could look a lot different with him. Right. I agree with that. So I, I'm i just going to go with it depends. That's a very, <laughs> tough, that's a very tough question to answer. <laughs> that's a very wishy-washy answer. But uh, no, I feel you on that. Um, getting Schroeder back is definitely going to help. And what's he out for again? Health and safety protocol. Oh, right. Okay. Which... I mean, that's really attributed to the up-and-down nature of this season. Mm-hmm. Is a lot of guys are out. Like, the roster is just very, very inconsistent. Rosters are very inconsistent because guys mm-hmm. are out with health and safety protocol issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, getting him back, I think, will I, I know will definitely help. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe Portland could overtake them. And Phoenix's look good, and surprisingly, San Antonio's look good. I shouldn't re- really even say surprisingly because Popovich always has his, his dogs ready to, to eat, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think any of those, either Phoenix or San Antonio, has enough firepower to overtake the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think LeBron's going to, you know, he's going to keep doing what he does. I do think that Portland maybe could could knock him out of that third spot, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Because you just, Damian Lillard, the, the Some of the shots that he hits are just, I don't even understand what I'm watching. Yeah, well, I mean, they just lost the game to the Wizards last night. So. Well, I mean, but again, that's the Wizards. We're the hottest team in the league. So, I mean, that's understandable. Anybody would lose. The 96 Bulls might lose to the Wizards right now. There's no. no. <laughs> yeah, see, see, you know, you know better. But. See, okay. you, you know right. better. I, I super size that. Um, but, yeah, Portland, you just never know because they're – Dame and those guys, and CJ McCollum's obviously been out for a while, and Nurkish, mm-hmm. um, and Zach Conn, they've been, you know, just crushed by injuries again. But they're big game hunters. Mm-hmm. They look like Dame looks to knock people out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's uh, Westbrook and Paul George and OKC, mm-hmm. or it's, uh, Harden in, in Houston a few years back, like he looks to just go at people's necks. Mm-hmm. So if they can get fully healthy, then I think they can really make some noise. Like I said, possibly overtake the Lakers. But I don't think I'm I'm kinda with you. I'm not too concerned um about A D being out. Mm-hmm. Now, what does concern me is him possibly being injured for like the injury being more severe than they initially thought or him not being able to bounce back. Yeah, well, you know, that's the biggest concern, him not being able to bounce back, but he's looked like he's on the sidelines. Like he like, with Kevin Durant, when he was injured, he just wasn't walking right. And, like, you know, you could see him sometimes, like, kind of hobbling. Yeah, that's a good limping. point. AD seems like he's walking perfectly fine. Yeah. So. it's a good point. So, I think we'll have to really see. Good point. Good point. Now, we mentioned that one of the games that the Lakers lost was to 
the Nets, Thursday night, one of our favorite times to watch basketball in this house, right? TNT, mm -hmm. love Charles and Kenny and Shaq and Ernie. Um, now, like, Wade and Candace Parker are coming in there doing a great job. Mm -hmm. It's like a, a, a tradition in our household, right? Mm -hmm. But midway, I think it was through the second quarter, maybe even the first quarter, Kyrie, or I'm sorry, LeBron is actually shooting a technical foul shot because of a defensive three seconds, mm -hmm. right? He misses the free throw, <laughs> and then Kyrie just, like, casually points at LeBron and says, to like out loud, is this your best free throw shooter? Right? And so usually I'm not one to try to gas up stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like the media a lot of times over, like they just overblow things or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, or they just look for a story where there really isn't sometimes. Mm -hmm. But this, I actually found it to be highly disrespectful. Mm -hmm. I did because on, on multiple levels. Because it's LeBron James. Mm -hmm. You know, he's pointing at him like this is just some random dude, you know, off the street or some guy that just signed a two-way contract from the G League. No disrespect to those guys, but it's like, you know, this is LeBron James, yeah. right? The greatest player of his generation, unquestionably, right? Mm -hmm. And the way Kyrie pointed at him like, who is this guy kind of, right? And then it's like... You guys played together for a long time. Yeah. Right? And you won a championship together and won a lot of games together. Yeah. Right? But Kyrie is like... So, I'll get back to that. But I found found that to be highly disrespectful. Mm. Right? Um, what did you think about that? You know, in that moment, I, I don't remember that happening during the game. But I will say, I will say like, at, as a LeBron fan, as... Someone who knows, you know, how much y'all went through together and played together and just won championships and all that, like, that that almost makes me lose a lot of respect for you. <laughs> right. Because it's just, it's just mind-boggling how you can just point at the king like that. Right. Oh, he's the king now. Yeah, okay. and, and just say, this is your best free throw shooter. Like, right. one, y'all are not doing a good job of guarding him that night. And two, and two it's just, like like you said, like, LeBron was just carrying y'all's butt in in Cleveland. <laughs> right. Like, when, like, what were you doing when you were there? Right. Without LeBron, you mean? Before yeah. LeBron got there. Yeah. What, right. what, what were they? What The worst team in the league? Yeah. Were <laughs> they, they were pretty bad. Yeah, because I mean, they, yeah, they, they got the first pick in Wiggins, right? So, they are pretty bad. Yeah. And then what happens next year when he goes to Boston? You know, he gets injured. I felt I feel like Kyrie was having a good season up until then. He was. The season after that, um, choke to the Bucks. Right. So, yeah, and then he, what, goes to Brooklyn and obviously just didn't do well. He didn't even show up to the bubble. Or or that was for other reasons. Right. So, yeah, but still, then Brooklyn gets knocked out. Like So you're saying basically he hasn't won yet. Because even pre-COVID, the Nets weren't playing great. No. Some people were saying they were playing better without Kyrie than when he was on the court, right? They, they were. And so, I mean, uh, that... That could be a whole nother, another conversation. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, with Kyrie and LeBron, they have such a complex and possibly even complicated history together. Because yeah. like you said, before the, the Cavs got LeBron back, they weren't winning. They weren't. Kyrie was scoring a bunch of points, and mm -hmm. he was being brilliant, as he always is on the offensive end, right? Mm -hmm. But they weren't winning. They were, they were terrible for the two or three years that... Um, he was there without LeBron, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then, obviously, they won a the championship together. And, and like you said, 
they went their separate ways. Mm-hmm. But Kyrie is like, and I said this to your uncles on the text thread the other day, he's like LeBron's kid brother who yeah. just wants to make him mad. And I think that probably, that reference uh, resonates with you because you have a younger brother, right? Mm-hmm. Shout out to, to my man Kai, my son Kai. Um, but sometimes Kai just wants to pluck your nerves, right? Yeah. And it seems like Kyrie just, all he's looking for any reason to kind of just poke LeBron, right? Mm-hmm. And I I believe, and I don't know Kyrie, but from the things I've read and these their interactions and just from even uh, seeing that clip, I feel like Kyrie thinks that he and LeBron are on the same level. Not at all. And if not on the same level, so to speak, right, he feels like LeBron needed him just as much to win that championship as he needed LeBron. Because he's like, I was averaging like 30 points or 27 points in that finals, right? Mm-hmm. I'm the one that hit the the shots, right? The biggest shot in Cleveland Cavaliers history. Mm-hmm. You know, LeBron got the block. But Kyrie hit that shot. Some people say it's the second biggest shot in finals history. Second or third, right? Mm-hmm. Um, behind Jordan over Russell and Ray Allen shot. Somewhere, those are usually the top three, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, he, I think he's looking like, yeah, I'm that dude too. And now... We form like Voltron. We form like uh, LeBron and Wade and Bosch did in Miami. Mm-hmm. And we're going to take you down. Because even after the game in the press conference, he was very almost like defiant. Like someone asked him about the comment. He's like, we're not friends with those guys. We're not friends. And I'm sure we're going to see them down the line and a healthy. We want to see them when they're healthy. Like he's just like puffing his chest out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, maybe y'all aren't friends, but like. You you played together for four years, three years, however many years it was. Was it three or four? Uh, I think it, it was, was three, right? Th- three or four. It's just like it's just disrespectful. <laughs> That's what it, it comes it, it's, down to. It's just plain disrespectful. <laughs> LeBron, even right now, probably wouldn't wouldn't come back and say that about Kyrie. Right. I feel like Kyrie, like when AD comes back, you better hope he doesn't come back at full strength. Because I feel like even if y'all have KD. Like, we got something coming for y'all. Like, oh, we got very, something coming for y'all. Like, okay. I'm very, like, high on that statement that when the Lakers are at full strength and, and the Brooklyn Nets are at full strength, that we will have something coming for y'all and that Ooh. and that we probably are going to win that matchup, in my opinion, at least. I'm not sure how other people feel, but I feel like Brooklyn still hasn't gotten their defense together. Yeah. And it showed because LeBron was just getting buckets. Against Brooklyn, he's getting to the paint. Yeah, getting to the paint a lot, and Brooklyn's get up, giving up a lot of off, offensive rebounds. Yeah. and if you're gonna give up that with Anthony Davis on the floor and LeBron, yeah, then yeah, especially like if we had a team from last year with the White Howard. Oh, that'd be totally different then. Yeah, yeah. And even with like Rondo, maybe even sneaking in there. Yeah, because you know, I, I feel like the Lakers may need to add some savvy veterans like yeah. Rondo and the White Howard, but I think our team's good right now. Yeah. So there, I mean, there's been talk about uh, what's the kid from? I said the kid, the big dude Drummond, mm-hmm. about him going possibly going to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. But what if he goes to the Lakers? And we don't have to get into it, but that's just something to, to keep an eye out for. I'd I'd love to have Drummond on the Lakers. Yeah, because a lot. he can get a lot of rebounds, and he's um he's a little bit underwhelming, or like he kind of flies below the radar. But he's a big body. He's got a high motor. And if he ends up going to a, con- a potential contender, 
I think wherever he goes, he'll put that team over the top, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm just really praying that if it goes down <laughs> to between Brooklyn or the Lakers, I'm praying that Drummond goes to the Lakers because if he doesn't, we we honestly might have to make some moves as well. <laughs> right. We might have to get a Dwight Howard Dwight Howard type of player. Right. That can do pretty much the same thing as rebound block shots. And we almost don't even need you to score at that point. We just <laughs> need you to do what you do. Fifteen rebounds. Yeah. And like whatever, like a block or two. Right. Well, I mean, listen, I was surprised the Lakers let Dwight go. Because um, yeah. what you're saying, there's not a lot of guys that can do that. It may no. sound easy, but there's not a lot of guys in the league that can play defense and rebound and bring energy and enthusiasm on a nightly basis. Yeah. But, you know, it remains to be seen. Maybe Drummond doesn't go anywhere. So, yeah, hopefully not to the Nets. <laughs> hopefully not to the Nets. So, mm-hmm. you know who I, who I would love to see him go to is the Washington yeah. Wizards, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, he, so, he would be a good fit, too. That's Of course he would. So, yeah. listen, the Wizards are... Looking resurgent. I'm gonna keep saying that, right? Resurgent. Right? Because we, we were we were looking bad for a while, right? Yeah. We we're looking bad. Russ was looking a little rusty. Brad was looking a little frustrated. Bertans was looking a little overpaid. And Scott Brooks was looking like he was cooking on the hot seat. Cause people was calling for him, at least in the DMV, they're saying Brooks needs to be out of there. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't necessarily of the mindset that he needed to be fired, but I'm like, we need to change something. Yeah. Health and safety protocols was crushing us, right? Yeah. Rui uh, had missed a couple games. Mm-hmm. But last night when I watched this, we looked like a team. And now I'm saying us, right? <laughs> we yeah. looked like a team. There was one play in particular where Westbrook gets the outlet pass, brings it up on the right side, mm-hmm. reverses it to the Bertans. Yeah. Berton throws a nice little swing pass to Beal. Beal pump fakes, drive baseline, the help comes. He dishes it off. To, was it Rui? Was it Rui that got the dunk? Or was it... Uh, oh, oh, yeah, I think it was Rui. It was Rui who got the dunk, right? In the yeah. front of the... And it was like, pass, pa- rebound, outlet, pass, pass, drive, dish, dunk. That is team basketball. Oh, can I, can I tell you about another player? Please, please do. Talk, talk. Is it good? Yeah. Okay, please, go for it. Man, <laughs> it was actually from Robin Lopez, who I was, I was kind of... <laughs> I was kind of going on because he had made a very bad play before. But, right. Yeah. But, I, know, uh, I know that play. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah. So he basically, I think it was someone who passed to him. He was on like the elbow, uh-huh. I think it was. He took one dribble in and he dumped it down to, I forget who it was, but he had made a nice little pass down low to one of the players and they had gotten an easy layup. I right. was like, that was, that was good basketball. Just, right. You know. Turn, face up, take yeah. one dribble, pass. Yeah. Like, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's like, okay, there's starting to be a flow there, mm-hmm. right? And because of, like we talked about before, health and safety protocols, because we swapped out point guards, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and because of some early injuries, there was not a lot of rhythm there. Mm-hmm. And you've seen a lot of teams where they're not able to establish rhythms, especially because teams can't practice as much. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's what uh, you know. A lot of that has contributed to these up and down type games, right? Right. But like I said last night, we looked like a team, yeah. not just a collection, an odd collection of players like we had been looking. We looked like a team. Yeah. Russ looked great. Shout out mm-hmm. to Westbrook. Brad looked great. The whole mm-hmm. team just looked really, really solid. Mm-hmm. And so right now, the Wizards are in thirteenth 
place, right? Like I mentioned before, if the playoffs started today, they would be out. Right. However, they won four straight. Mm-hmm. Again, they're fully healthy. Resurgence, right? Yeah. Bill's an all-star starter for the first time. Mm-hmm. And there are only three games separated in the loss column separating the 13th-seeded Wizards mm-hmm. and the 4th-seeded Boston Celtics. They're 15-14, and 14, the Celtics, right? Mm-hmm. And the Wizards are 10-17. and 17. And how many games are they separated by? They're only by three in the loss column. Wow. Right? Now, obviously, Boston has played three more, I'm sorry, two more games, mm-hmm. right? So the percentage is a little different but, different, but in the loss column, it's only three games separating them, right? Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts on the Wizards? We, we know the last episode we did was the first quarter of the season, right? Mm-hmm. The first quarter of the season had already been played. So there's a little bit less than three quarters of the season left. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking about the Wizards in the, these next three quarters? You know, I'm excited for the Wizards. I think that these next three quarters can be the biggest parts of the season. I feel like it's kind of catch-up time for them. Right. So they need to definitely get on that stuff they were last night. Yeah. And they need to make sure that they come in every night, play with that same sense of urgency, and play like a team, Mm -hmm. like you said, and just get the job done. Beal, keep doing his thing, getting big numbers, and then, you know... Being a bit of a playmaker, Russ, keep you know, keep attacking the paint, crashing on the boards, and then, you know, make sure he gets them assists or just make sure he's just passing the ball, moving the ball around so there's a nice flow to the offense. And, yeah, I think the, the Wizards would be good yeah. these next three quarters. And maybe they can stick it to the eighth, eighth through, like, sixth seed. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely am very optimistic about the Wizards and not just because that's my squad. But yeah. like I said, they looked good last night. They looked good the last few games, but last night I feel like they really put some things together mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball. Um, and with Russ getting healthy, and it seems like he's starting to, with him getting healthy, it seems like he is better able to pick his spots. Mm-hmm. And he's not pressing, right? And he just, I think he may have even had a triple-double was either last night or the game before. I think, I think he might have a triple-double last night as well. Yeah, I mean, he just played a great all-around floor game, mm-hmm. right? But... What I attribute the Wizards' uh, win streak to the most out of anything, and I've been critical of Bradley Beal, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, he's scoring a lot, but you got to win. Mm-hmm. You got to make winning plays, especially in the, in the, down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And you and I talked about this. Bradley Beal was getting a lot of low-impact buckets. Yeah. And we needed him to get high-impact buckets, mm-hmm. make high-impact plays. Which means it's not just in the in the the clutch, yeah. but making plays that really have a high impact on the game, right? Right. Um, and he's starting starting to do that, mm-hmm, and definitely. the the fact that he said when everyone's saying we want to get Bradley Beal bad, right? We the Lakers, the Clippers, all these teams want to get. He said, "I want to be right here." Yeah. And watch, I'm not going anywhere. That's loyalty. That's loyalty right there, and that's leadership, mm-hmm. right? It, it's like that's because if. If he said, I want to leave, mm-hmm. I couldn't be mad at him, to be honest, because you're all grown men, you know, you professionals. If you want to leave, you have to do what's best for you and your family, mm-hmm. right? But he did not allow things to waver, right? Mm-hmm. He said, I want to be here. He didn't say, well, whatever happens, happens, right? No, he said, I want to be here. He spoke unequivocally about that yeah. and kind of helped right the ship, so to speak, because any team, any organization, any family needs stability, and him coming out and saying that, I think, allowed everyone else to, 
you know, okay, we're going to weather this storm and then get right. Mm-hmm. So I'm ecstatic for Bradley Bill, him being a first-time All-Star starter. I think he's going to do great. I hope he goes for the All-Star game MVP. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, hey, man, why not? He leading the league in scoring. Go get you about 30, 40 points, Brad. Bring that thing back to the DMV, mm-hmm. right? So you're thinking that they can make it to the playoffs. I do as well, right? Yeah. What do you think about Bertans? Because I was, we both were very critical of him, right? Mm-hmm. And he had some health issues in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Last couple of games, though, he's looked great. He's shooting the ball lights out. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's going to continue this recent hot streak? Well, I mean, last night he didn't really shoot too well. He had like one, two threes on like somewhere around eight attempts. Was it? I think Dang. so, because I think at one point it was like 0 for 6, 0 for 7. Dang, you're right. But they were timely threes, though. Yeah. They were high-impact threes. Yeah, so <laughs> right? I can't I can't really be too mad at the performance, but if Bertans is not making threes, yeah. he most likely isn't getting any points or right. any numbers <laughs> right. on the board. Right. But I think that Bertans can kind of continue to be a good shooter. Not an $80 million shooter. Right. Well, okay. But, okay. All right. But, uh, Shots fired. Okay. But I like, agree with that, though. A, a good shooter. A pretty, a pretty good shooter. Right. Because Bertrand, I'm not going to lie, he, although he, I feel like he's getting a little overpaid, I think that, that shot, his shot is definitely knocked down. Yeah. And I think that, you know, if he can t- continue to do that, that will really help us, help us down the stretch. Right. Because I think that you always need that shooter. On your team, of course, and, and just like they, a lot of times you see shooters getting the big buckets, and maybe not all the time the stars, right? Like I'm saying, like I said, the shooter, right? Um, make making the big biggest play of right. the night for your team. So yeah, yeah, and we don't we don't have a lot of shooters. That's part of the problem. No, we don't. Roy's up and down. Westbrook's not a great three point shooter. Mm-hmm. Brad is streaky. Right, he's a fan- fantastic mid range shooter, but his three is a little streaky, to be honest. Right, yeah, three was going for him last night. It was going for him last night, and I hope it keeps going. But mm-hmm. like you said, we need Bertans to really space the floor, mm-hmm. and he, if he's not making shots, mm-hmm. the the issue I have with Bertans sometimes is that he just stops. Yeah. Right, he doesn't move, he doesn't rebound, he doesn't, he just doesn't do anything. Right, mm-hmm. that can't happen. He still needs to be coming off screens making plays, looking for slips and backdoor cuts, mm-hmm. right? And being a complete offensive player to the best of his ability. I don't want him dribbling too much. No. One, two dribbles at most. But you still need to be moving. And I always reference this guy, J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick, even when he's not shooting, yeah. he's making the defense move. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry, obviously, he does that at a whole different level. Mm-hmm. Um, Reggie Miller, Ray, all these great shooters. They're, they're not just great shooters. They are great players because they make the whole defense move from side to side and loosens up the defense so those driving lanes do open up. Right. I do agree, though. Um, he's not worth $80 million. I mean, some people say you are, you're worth what the market will pay you. So <laughs> I ain't going to be mad at him. I'm not counting his pockets, but I, I was surprised to see him get $80 million. Definitely. Yeah. So that, I think, is a perfect – God, our segues are on point today, right? Because right. that is a perfect segue into our woo, 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 new segment alert. Bank robbers. That's right. Bank that, that, was a, that was weird. I didn't, because I, I was like trying to catch up. With right, the, right. Yeah, I didn't tell you I was going to do that. I'm sorry. I was forgetting. But yeah. after lots of, of deliberation, we decided to include a new segment 
yeah. to our show called Bank Robbers. Yeah. And in this segment, we are going to identify a person or persons mm-hmm. that we believe is stealing money. Yeah, it's it's basically just going on people who are making <laughs> oh making money. Oh no! And, and if we're if if I'm just summing it up and being completely honest. So so not that we're going on people that are making money. Mm-hmm. We're going on people for not earning their money. Yeah. Right for being overpaid maybe and underperforming. Yeah. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay. And I know we playing playing armchair quarterback right now, couch quarterback. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna have fun with this, right? And yeah. Hopefully, we keep it all in in the in the fun spirit. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Let's, yeah. It's it's entertainment. It, it's entertainment. Boom. My son said it perfectly. It's entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. And so, for our first edition, our first segment of bank robbers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our first edition of bank robbers. Who did you identify as this week's bank robber? I identified Mike Budenholzer. Okay, and for the folks that don't know who Mike Budenholzer is, Mike Budenholzer, who is he, Sean? He is the head coach for the Milwaukee Bucks. He's been their head coach for, I'm not sure, probably... Three years. This is, yeah, three, yeah, three, three right years. now. Mm-hmm. Okay, and why have you identified Mike Budenholzer as a bank robber? Because it's just, over the past, what is it, like... Yeah, like three years. He's just tried to do the same thing. And it's worked it, for the most, like, two years. For two years, it's worked in the regular season. This year, I think you can, like, start to see teams catch up and just be like, yeah, we're shutting this down. Where he wants to just pick one player named Yasa Tenkumpo and just say, you know what? We're just going to have you run through this wall that they're going to put right in front <laughs> right, of you every right. single time. And we're just going to keep doing that. And you're just going to be our offense. We're going to run literally everything through you. Right. And it has never gotten them any further than getting beat in six games in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Yeah. And it's gotten worse every single season. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can't disagree with you. Mike Boonhoser is, um, just to give a little bit more background, he was the coach of the Atlanta Hawks mm-hmm. before he went to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Atlanta has some good teams. Mm-hmm. They one year they were first in the East. Mm-hmm. They won like went like sixty and twenty two or something like that, mm-hmm. and they were a really good team. If I had one word to, if I had to describe Mike Boonehoser in one word, word I would say consistent. He's yeah. very consistent. His teams are very consistent, mm-hmm. but they're not exceptional. Yeah, they're not exceptional, and part of that consistency, I think. He gets that from, he was an assistant with San Antonio for like 15, 20 years. It was a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, obviously, San Antonio is like the epitome of consistency. Mm-hmm. And so, he gets teams to play consistently well, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like there's a lot of creativity there. And like I said, they, they never get to an elite level. Mm-hmm. And so, I agree with you 100%. Like, this whole Giannis has the ball, he facilitates, he initiates the offense, he does this, he does Mm-hmm. It's not working. Yeah. It's not in, like you said, it's gotten progressively worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and because Giannis has major holes in his game, mm-hmm. right? So he just can't do some of the things that the Mike Boonehoser and the coaching staff is asking him to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm with you on him being a bank robber. But I also want to call someone else in front of the, the, the jury, so to speak, or uh, put them put in this segment. Mm-hmm. And that is the Milwaukee Bucks 
uh, like not coaching staff, but they're player development folks. Yeah. And yeah. and slash Giannis's team, right? I'm calling Dang. them out right now. The whole team I, on black. Not not the Bucks. I'm talking about like his circle of folks, right? His his circle. His, his circle, right? Okay. And hear me out on this because, and Draymond Green has been very vocal about this about mm-hmm. teams. It's always the players' fault when anything happens. It's the players' fault they didn't develop enough. Yeah. No, what happened to player development? Yeah. What happened to player development? Mm-hmm. Giannis cannot shoot, mm-hmm. right? And this is where I'm getting on his circle, right? Because mm-hmm. if I'm in Giannis' circle, I'm like, bruh, you cannot shoot. Mm-hmm. You don't need to try to shoot three. You don't need to do any of that, right? Mm-hmm. Stop bringing the ball up the court. Stop shooting pull-up jumpers ever, ever, unless mm-hmm. it's you're catching the ball 18 feet and in. Right, mm-hmm. and so the fact that the coaching staff has not been able to help him develop some go-to moves yeah. from the post or the mid-post at least mm-hmm. or the elbow areas is criminal. Yeah. It's criminal. He should yeah. have some with that length and that athleticism and that motor. He should be able to jump hook with both hands. Mm-hmm. He should be able to up and under. Mm-hmm. He should be able to pump fake and step through. Mm-hmm. He should be able to spin and then go up two hands, spin, pump fake. All these little nuances, he should have those things mastered. Yeah. Mastered, right? Yeah, he'd be the best player in the league. He'd be the best player in the league, right? Mm-hmm. And where I'm getting on his circle is because someone needs to tell him this. Like, right. please, Giannis, you probably don't listen to this podcast yet. But mm-hmm. if someone knows Giannis, holler at him. Tell him to call us. Yeah. We will give him the pep talk because it's not, I think it's a, a thing where people are like maybe afraid to say something to him about it. Well, I, I would because I'm a Lakers fan. So. <laughs> right, but yeah. as but you you can't tell me, son. I know how much you you actually just enjoy and love the game of basketball. Yeah. If you're telling me that for whatever reason Giannis Antetokounmpo, we were to he was to come sit down and have dinner with us, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, Sean C. Taylor, this is my Giannis voice. Sean C. Taylor, <laughs> you said that we were bank robbers. What is the problem? What is the problem, right? You're trying to tell me you wouldn't tell him the truth? No, I would tell him the truth. You would? I know you because you always tell that you're a very truthful person. Yeah. And you would tell him the truth, right? Even though uh-huh. that might hurt the Lakers in the long run, right? Yeah. But it's like, come on, man. Come on. Mike Budenholzer, like, bro, the, the coaching staff, Giannis' circle, fellas, come on, man. Yeah. Like, I can't watch this anymore. It is criminal that mm. a guy with this type of talent is just like withering on the vine, so to speak. He's just gonna languish in in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So that that's who I have as my bank robbers. Yeah, yeah, and it's you see player development, like you say, like what what's happened to that? I I will say someone like Ben Simmons. I've seen him over the last couple of games, kind of you know add some things to his game. Yeah, like, he's been throwing the jump hooks out there, right? Yeah, I'm like. I like this. I, I don't understand why more people have not used the jump hook. Yeah. I, I just literally, it's so mind-boggling. Right. But it, it's like, it's whatever. Because we have so many just like dudes that are like long and athletic. Yeah. And just 
they just, for some reason, they don't want to add skill to the game sometimes. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a lack of craftsmanship there, right? Mm-hmm. And we could have a whole indictment about, you know, how things work and players don't get college and all that. But mm-hmm. no, I'm speaking directly to these organizations. Yeah. Because Draymond Green, even though he got ejected last night, he was wilding out again, right? Again. And again, he does some wild stuff sometimes. <laughs> but he's he's right when he says this, right? Yes, but the, he speaks the truth. He does speak a lot of truth. Sometimes it's a little aggressive or maybe the timing is bad. But mm-hmm. he does speak a lot of truth. And, I again, we've talked about Draymond. His numbers aren't stellar, but he wins. He knows how to win. Mm-hmm. He has that intangible thing, and in he has a very high basketball IQ. He knows how to win. Mm-hmm. And he said he called the organizations out, and I agree with them 100%. Mm-hmm. Y'all talk about the players. What about the organization? Mm-hmm. And part of development in developing anyone is telling them the truth and mm-hmm. taking a very honest inventory of the things they can do and the things that they cannot do. Mm-hmm. That's the only way that you can improve at anything. And mm-hmm. so, like I said, Giannis, bro. If you're listening or someone got a, got a plug to Giannis, please mm-hmm. tell him come holla at us. Please, we we will we'll help get Giannis right. We'll get him with Uncle Lenny. We'll get him with Delhi. Shout out to both his training. Like with like we'll have we we gotta have some real honest conversation. That's where it all starts, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Forget all the extra stuff. It all starts with being honest in the self evaluation. Yeah. Because there's no way this guy should not have at least a couple things in his arsenal. They're just going to continue to give. Like, think about this. The the strategy against Giannis is to build a wall against him, right? Yeah. How are you going to build? How are you supposed to really build a wall against someone who's seven feet tall? Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. That was bars right there on the, on the slot, right? But, yeah. like, so just wall up and get in front of him and he can't score? Basketball is an aerial game. Yeah. Right? Steph Curry is devastating. He's 6'3". You can't build a wall against Steph Curry. He's going to shoot over you, right? Yeah. So you're telling me Giannis can't do the same thing, not shoot like Steph, but he should be able to get to a spot, elevate, and shoot over people. Yeah, just just where, where are they going to wall up against them? Somewhere around the, the free throw line? Right. For just, well, first of all, if you see someone open, obviously you should make the pass. I think Giannis, you know, he'll probably do that. Yeah, he's but a it, very willing passer. But it's just like, if you're going to wall up against, against someone, like, even like a LeBron James, like, he's just, like, going to shoot over that. Yeah, well, LeBron has implemented things into his game where you, you can't necessarily do that. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the, the main things is, and I don't think it's a big secret anymore, when he goes hard left and he spins back right, mm-hmm. he has mastered that. That's yeah. a move, right? Mm-hmm. And he does it consistently. You can say wall up. But it's hard to do that when he's got a move for that. Now, if someone, I've always said, if I were playing against, well, first of all, I'm not jumping in front of him. But if I was a big guy, I would fake to that left side and get him to spin and then try to slide over and take that charge. Mm -hmm. Now, that sounds easier said than done, but that's what I would try to do at least, right? Yeah. Um, But walling up is really only supposed to work against, like, running backs in football. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't wall, you can't wall up against basketball players because they shoot again. They go over you. It's an aerial game, right? Yeah. Um, but they're able to do that to him because he just does not have uh, any moves. Another player you probably couldn't wall up against who does a lot of finishing at the rim. Even Russell Westbrook, right? Like, like especially in his prime, like 
That mid range jumper, he he kind of had a cashmere. He he did, he did. He would stop on a dime and pull up, right? Mm -hmm. Also, he's quicker. Yeah. And a little more stealthy and smaller, right? So mm-hmm. he can knife through little seams in the defense, right? Right. Giannis is big. He can't do that. Right. Right? But you can only wall up on people when you see them coming. Yeah. If that makes sense. And there's like a lot of distance for you to form that wall, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I said Giannis should never bring the ball to the court unless he's actually running a fast break. Mm-hmm. If it's a three-on-two, two-on-one, cool. But if that's not it... Give the ball up, go down to the the short corner or the block or the mid post, and then everything that he does should be one two dribbles max. Yeah, that's it. One two, everything should be in within eighteen, fifteen to eighteen foot when you first uh, initially catch the ball. He should never have the ball outside of eighteen feet ever. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, those are our bank robbers. Yeah. <laughs> I think that segment went pretty well. Yeah, Sorry I if I got pretty passionate about it, but it's just like, you know, we were watching the game another night, and we both are just like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Right. It was bad. It was re- really bad. So uh, now that we've done our, our new segment, we got to get to our true segment. Yeah. More bars, more bars. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm being silly, right? Uh, but you know what it is? Yeah. Or. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he like waited for a second. I, I was did. Like, Hold on. I did. I kind of messed it up a little bit. Um, I think I got too hype off the last segment. But yeah or no? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think I've got some good ones. I'm gonna surprise him because I didn't type it in our notes today, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah or no? Or let me let me get some context first. Mm-hmm. The Miami Heat are currently in the tenth seed in the East, and like I said, they're playing well with Jimmy Butler being back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah or no? The Heat are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I think the Heat are Easy. Yeah. Easy. Why so easy? Because you have teams that are just not better than the Heat, like the Knicks and the Hornets. Oh, wow. Are, wow. Are there, and <laughs> right. possibly even the Pacers. You yeah. know me, I don't really like the Pacers. Oh, man, come on. Man. I, like, I like LeVert. They're just so boring to watch. Right. I, like, if we were, there's no way that the Pacers ever play a late night game. Dang. There, there's just there's, crushed. Like, <laughs> He's right though. Like, He's like right. if, if the Lakers and Indiana play, because you know how we always stay up for like Lakers games most right. of the time. Right, right. The Indiana has to play at home because right. they they can't play at like ten. I'm gonna be like, come on, I'm, man. I'm gonna be like, no, like may like maybe the Lakers lose. I just simply just do not care. Oh my god, that is crushing, man. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm also going to say yeah, because I just, I've grown to really like Jimmy Butler and the, the, he is, we talked about high impact versus low impact. He's a high impact player and he just makes great plays and he wills his team, his uh, team to win. And so I think they'll definitely make it in. Like we talked about before, there's only a couple games separating the 13th from the fourth seed. So I think they'll get in there. And I think that my wizards will get in there and they'll knock out Charlotte in, uh, in New York. Even though Charlotte is playing, they're they're tough, they're tough, and mm-hmm. and Lamelo, he's just we we called it early, right? At first we were wrong until we saw him play the first preseason game. And then we said, oh, this guy's a star. He's yeah. a bona fide star. Still going with him for rookie of the year, even though Anthony Edwards had a monster poster last night or two nights ago. Just like that, that was top five for me. Oh, uh, like all time? Yeah, all time. Oh wow. And also, I will say, I I like I said. 
I'm rooting for Anthony Edwards. Yeah. So I'm gonna say that he's gonna be the rookie of the year. Yeah. So. I remember you said that, and that I mean, it was Friday night, matter of fact, because Uncle Lenny sent it out in the group chat, and I was like. What did I just witness? I mean, it's one of the worst dunks I've ever seen in my life. That was one of the, that was one <laughs> of the worst dunks I've ever seen in my life because that had one of the like one of the dunks where it like that might have had the most contact. Yeah, it was like, a lot of contact. Like, and he just <laughs> it was a lot. Like maybe the only other one I can think of because DeAndre Jordan kind of when he dunked on oh, that, that night, bad. he just kind of put his arm out there, so yeah. it wasn't too much. Yeah, but Le- he did. He did Le- murder him. Though. LeBron did catch like all of Jason. Jason, Terry. he did. That was really bad. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm not. Really I'm bad. not sure because the way Anthony Edwards took off was just two feet and yeah. it just exploded. Yeah, like yeah. LeBron just was like, "Nah, I'm just gonna go right through you." Yeah. So. Yeah, all three of those were really, really bad. Jordan over Ewan, that was pretty bad too. Pippen over Ewan, also very bad. Yeah. Um, but I always say, what? You dunk on people with your feet. Yeah. With your footwork, right? Yeah. And Anthony Edwards got the the swing pass and did a nice hezzy. Yeah. That hezzy just opened everything. I mean, it was a beautiful play, right? Yeah. And that opened everything up. And he got a full steam, full head of steam, and just, like you said, it was a massacre. Caught a whole body. <laughs> Oh, buddy. All right, so we both yeah. agree the Heat are going to make the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. This was That was actually kind of a setup question, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah or nah, the Mavericks are going to make the playoffs. And the Mavericks are also in 10th out in the West, right? Mm-hmm. But they've got some some pretty tough teams ahead of them, right? So like Golden State is in the 8th seed, seed, Denver's in the 7th seed. Mm-hmm. So the Mavericks will have to knock out one of those teams, right? Or maybe the Spurs in the 6th seed, right? But they're yeah. not catching Portland. They're not catching Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Neither the LA teams or Utah. So the Heat were electrifying last year, made it to the finals. Mm-hmm. The Mavericks were electrifying, mm-hmm. you know, really pushed the Clippers. Yeah or nah, though, they make the playoffs. Uh, to be honest, I'm going to say nah uh-huh. because I feel like for the most part, the seeding is just going to stay the same. Like pretty yeah. much, I think Golden State's going to okay. stay, stay there unless, unless Luka has something to say. Yeah. Um, I think that Phoenix now being a better team mm-hmm. this year. They look just, good. Like it, you said, they look like a better team. Yeah, has kind of just changed up. Chris stuff. Paul, man. Yes, yeah, he, he's balling. Yeah. And I think it's Phoenix sliding in that playoff spot. Those playoff spots now has kind of changed stuff in the West. Yeah. So I think that for the most part, it's really going to stay the same. Right. And like I said, from last year, I'm high on Denver Nuggets, they're seventh. Mm-hmm. And I think that like you said, with Spurs, consistency. Right. So I think that they're going to probably stay somewhere in that playoff seating. Maybe may, maybe slide down to eighth, mm-hmm. but you, know, you never know. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I think, uh, obviously, San Antonio is a surprise this year to a lot of people, myself included. Mm-hmm. And they're only four games ahead of Dallas. But I don't think they're going to drop too much. I don't. And mm-hmm. I don't – Dallas just doesn't play the type of basketball – that makes me think they can, like, even though they beat the Clippers by 50, um, it doesn't, I don't think they play the type of basketball where they can go on these tremendous runs, these, like, really long winning streaks, mm-hmm. because everything with them is so jump shot oriented, yeah. it's, like, up and down. Either they're knocking them down or they're not. And it's yeah. jump shot oriented, but their best playmaker, their best player, Luka Doncic, is a very up and down shooter. Yeah. He's not a great shooter, despite how good he is and how spectacular some of his plays look. He's only like a thirty-some percent three-point shooter. Yeah, right. And, and plus, they have to get. They still even have to get past Memphis. With yeah, ninth Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I I think Memphis will make some noise because Ja was out for a while, mm-hmm. but he's healthy now. So, 
Yeah, they could make some noise. Yeah, they they could maybe slide in there as well because they're ninth seed. I feel like you kind of have to be in the ninth seed when it comes to the West. So, to like have a chance of making it in the playoffs, good like point. like later in the year. So that's yeah. a good point. Like 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 you saw with Portland. Portland was out of playoffs until the last the the playing game. Right, that's a great point. That's a yeah. great point. All right, so we're both in agreement on on uh, Miami and Dallas, mm-hmm. and I have a feeling we're gonna be in agreement on this last one. I think it might actually be your favorite yeah or nah to date, right? So, yeah or nah, Popeyes has solidified itself as the undisputed king of chicken nuggets. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when yeah. I said Popeyes, Sean looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really know if I need to explain myself on this one. <laughs> If you if you haven't tried the Popeyes chicken nuggets, <laughs> right. it's a whole commercial. Right you, now. You're, you're kind of late. I'm not even gonna lie. Yo, but they just came out though. Yeah, I mean we got them within like 30 minutes of them coming out. <laughs> right. So if you haven't got them, do yourself a favor and get them. Yeah. Just at any time. Yo, yeah, we tried them like last week or whatever, and whew, yeah. I was like, <laughs> Sean's face right now. We got to start doing a video again on these because his face right now. Sean loves Popeyes, for those that don't know. He absolutely loves Popeyes. And obviously, they had the tenders before, and that's what he would get. But when we got those nuggets the other day, this man's whole soul lit up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if the nuggets are better than tenders because they've mastered the tenders. <laughs> but I, I might have to get more of a feel for the nuggets. Right. I, I'm not I'm not sure. Get more of a <laughs> oh my god and i'm also gonna say yeah that i mean the the one nugget that you shared with me i was like lord that that was incredible yeah are you gonna get nuggets next time you go to I, I might have to the, so the first time i got the chicken sandwich it wasn't great because the bun was like kind of cold but yet kind of soggy in a weird way it was Ew. just yeah it was weird the chicken Ew. obviously was good but the bun wasn't <laughs> And uh, <laughs> um, I'm used to Chick-fil-A. So Chick-fil-A, is, the bun's always like perfect. Mm-hmm. But the last couple of times I've gotten a chicken sandwich from there, impeccable. But those nuggets, though, when you gave me one, like I said, it was just, I was like, wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like, mic drop. Yeah. Right? So I got Sean one some Chick- Chick-fil-A. I'm sorry, some Popeye's nuggets. And it's Sunday that we're recording. You can't get Chick-fil-A on Sunday. So. <laughs> Close on Sunday. Right. Maybe we have to get some Popeye's. We'll, we'll see what mom says about that. Yeah. So, look. We agreed on all three year and all's, right? Yeah. First time ever. Mm-hmm. Heat make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dallas misses the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Popeye's has the... Best Nuggets of all time. They're yeah. the GOAT of Chicken Nuggets. Uh, they can be the All-Star MVP. This can be like their All-Star MVP week. Oh, but the only thing is, the All-Star game's in Atlanta, and Chick-fil-A's based out of Atlanta. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> that that doesn't matter. They're still not ahead. The week right. They came into their territory and was like, we take over. Oh, I'm the captain now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. funny. <laughs> all right, well, that's all we got. You want to go ahead and take us home? All right, so thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Hoop Life with Sean Sean podcast, episode eight, season two, Trouble in Paradise. If you haven't already, go make sure you go over to our podcast on any podcast platform. Make sure you rate us five stars as always, and write us a comment. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Let us know what you think we can do better, and let us know any suggestions, what you think we can do next time for any future ideas and episodes. Our new segments, we release a new one today, Bank Robbers. And we're on all podcast platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. 
and every other podcast platform you can think of. And from our families to yours, peace. Peace.